this was rad. It's holy rad. Way rad. Fully rad. You say that was gnarly. <laughs> no name. <laughs> we discovered that we could name them. Walter, forget the damn name. They're suckoids. Oids. Oids. I like snakeoid. That's what I like. Graboid. That's it. Graboid. Jesus, Walter. We're going to be sorry you don't give it a name. And we are back with yet another episode of This Was Rad Podcast, the only podcast where 30-year-olds make a teenager watch movies from their past, whether she likes it or not. I'm going to start it off and, uh, what? are you okay, Willow? You're not going to intro nothing? Uh, a clean intro? I think Willow's oh, dead I'm, and you're I'm piecing Paul? together what she's about to say from old audio. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm Paul. Yeah. I'm Greg. Oh, I'm Willow. I'm listening to Sarah Smiles by Panic at the Disco. It's pretty good. Can we not do that? <laughs> can we can we turn that off? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna beep them out because they haven't paid us any money. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. only uh, official spot. Uh, <laughs> Though that's right. Man, we haven't mentioned the root beer in a while. Uh, but we do have a uh, another guest here uh, joining us. Another we, Greg. I kind of like getting all the people that have kind of been listening from the beginning here. And we have Scott, and Scott is joining us. Uh, well, you can say hello. Hi, this is Scott. I am also a man in my 30s, and I enjoy watch, making teenagers watch movies. So, like, did you choose to be here? I, I did. I Why? Was, because I listened to you guys enough on, on podcasts that this is, this is like a, a fame moment for me. I don't know if you know this. I'm going to ask you to sign something when this is done well. Like, I'm going to hashtag, like, goals met after this. When you interrupt me, I'm going to feel like a more complete person. Okay, cool. Oh, she no, will. Willow, don't, 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 don't sign anything. He's trying to serve you papers for something. Just, I, know, I know the scam. No, don't, don't, don't sign anything. So, like, what don't even put your hands out. You you up put to the this paper in your hands, you're in trouble. Just run away. That's all I want to know. Wow. Uh, <laughs> deeply cutting to my, my old man heart, but... Well, they, that's all they, Willow knows. That's how all do. Willow does. Willow's Willow only has two speeds: quiet and cutting you down to ribbons. <laughs> that's it. Yep. And uh, and and interrupting you with some sort of food or drink. <laughs> I love uh, so, pouches. Uh, it's in a pouch, not a box. Scott, what did, what did we watch, Paul? Oh my gosh! You know what? Uh, we watched a movie that uh, probably of the movies we've watched, especially more recently, that I had actually seen within the last six months. Uh, we watched 1990s Tremors. Uh, for those yeah. of you who don't remember this I, I really thought this was a later film. I actually thought this was further into the 90s, to be honest. See, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean. Is I, 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 if you had asked me, like, when do you think this was, I would have been like, oh, like 93. But, oh, you know, yeah. See, I was thinking than I 87, because this has been such an omnipresent part of my life that I, there's always been Tremors, and I was shocked to learn that I was seven when it came out. This, this, this affects me deeply. I'm, I'm rethinking my childhood now. Oh, man. I, Questioning everything. And you know what? Uh, not only is there Tremors, there's four sequels, uh, one of which just came out last year. Tremors 5 Bloodlines just came out last year. Of course, starring Michael Grossman, who only does one thing, and that's starring Tremors movies. Um, there's I, comic I, books. I saw the crossovers. second one, I think, on like HBO or something, or some free weekend or something. But I tapped out after that. But the second one actually had 
Michael Gross and Fred Ward in it, right? It did, yes. It did. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it didn't have uh, Reba McIntyre tapped out. Kevin Bacon, he was already, he was long gone. He was, but yeah. he was on to bigger and better things. Uh, but this movie had, I mean, it, there was a TV show uh, on USA for a short while. Um, so this is just, uh, yeah, Tremors uh, just permeates so much of our culture in such a weird way. When you watch this movie the first time, you don't, you just don't think it's going to be anything but a, a, a one-time monster movie. And it's funny because of all those sequels, and there's a long gap. I want to say the, the first sequel was like 96, 97. So somebody pulled that off the shelf and said, you know what we haven't revisited in a while? Graboids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what the kids want. That's that's Tremor, Tremors two was ninety six. You have a six year gap. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and and it was and it was five years before the third one. Yeah, yeah. It's years and years between. Wow. Yeah, that's very weird. They're very inconsistent with these. Yep. Um, so great. What did you remember about this movie before we start here? I always remembered the poster. I saw the poster when I went to see some other film. Yeah, because it, it you, I'm, I'm sure you guys all remember the poster. It's it's the it's them standing atop a high sort of a horizon line with the worm underneath coming up. Yeah, the Jaws, right? And like the very Jaws. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, basically yeah. like like Jaws. And um, and I just remember being like, oh man, that movie looks sick. And I, I may be making this up because I'm I'm combining it with a few other facts. I believe the poster said it was rated R. And originally, this film did have an R rating, but they uh, they cut out a lot of the f bombs to get it down to PG thirteen. Oh, um, really? and I don't know if that's one of those fake really? memories where like I'm sweetening the story with falsehoods to make it a cooler story. But I, I want to say I I was I saw it and I was like, oh, it's an R rated movie. I'm too young. I'm not going to be able to go see it. It's the Mimoso effect. Came right? out, I got to go see it. It's, it's the it Mimoso effect, right? That's what, that's what you guys called it. Mandela. Yeah, the Mandela effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. the mandolin effect. <laughs> Mandolin, yeah. <laughs> Not the instrument, the kitchen utensil, mandolin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Of course, Greg. I don't know. Well, there's there's danger in using one of those things. You could, like, take a fingertip off. Like, yeah. you know, what are you going to do with a mandolin? Are you gonna play an REM song with it? Like, what are you going to do? Nothing. That's Cranberry. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> yep, that is not REM. That is not even close. No. Uh, what I remember about this movie, I first saw this movie on uh, USA. Probably like oh, up, up all night. Was that where you saw? Yeah, it? Something, yeah, <laughs> it, right. Man. Just before Duckman came on, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, Duckman. Oh man. Um, but I remember watching this. Yeah, late, late at night on USA one night. Me and my brothers were watching this, and I, I just loved every minute of this movie as a kid it's it's it, it's a movie that definitely stuck with me um specifically just kind of like the, the weirdness of it like the whole worm thing and the graboids and and like all these characters like just being very interesting like they're all very dichotomous to each other in a lot of ways the scene specifically that i i personally always liked and i know it's one of the more iconic ones is when they when they do the pole vaulting um, because even as a kid, I remember, and I wrote it down this time too, where did the poles come from? Why, why are they there? Who, who, what what desert hobo was missing a bunch of poles in the middle of the desert and put them at that rock? I mean, it, even as a kid, I was like, this is ridiculousness. Now, oh, and it ate a car. It's like, so I just remember the, the ridiculousness of this movie and just being, just being very endearing at that time. Uh, I, I always remember that yeah. kid getting a gun and then it being empty. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, I'll uh, always remember that. I don't know why. Oh, Melvin, yeah. Melvin. For me, there's there's two real huge hallmarks, and one is, they're under the ground! Like, Kevin Bacon just <laughs> screaming, under the ground! A couple times. I'm sure that's p- popping audio there, but then the, the boardwalk, when Rhonda's running from one of the graboids. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. always terrified, and I probably still am to this day, because she was barefoot at the time. I was just, if her toes got caught in that rolling <laughs> planks, she'll die, and... As a grown man, when I'm walking on 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 boardwalks and on planks, I, I still get a little worried in, in boots that I'm gonna get my, my ankle broken because that movie I was the palpable terror for, you know, a seven year old. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh well, uh and the last one we always come to, uh Willow, when we said tremors, you saw the the picture there before we started the movie. What I never saw the picture. It's always up there. When I go to Amazon and I hit play, there's Let's a picture. assume I was online shopping every time you started it. <laughs> Very well then. What what did you expect when I said tremors? Nothing. That relates to nothing. <laughs> did you expect like an earthquake movie or I guess. I what does Tremors mean to you other than this movie? Nothing. You can't connect it to anything. Well, there's the, the Dungeons and Dragons monster based on it that has Tremor sense, but... Which, by I, the way... I, I was going to say, when you get older, your hands can have Tremors, the so like, there's medical terminology. Oh. Um, but, I mean, what, yeah, it, what it really refers to Willow services. is when the ground shakes. That's a Tremor. I'll tell you. You know what? When, when Vibration when, in the ground. When she said that, when she immediately said, what is Tremors spark in your brain? The first thing that came to my mind, the scene in Superman 2... When the San Andreas fault falls off, and then <gasps> Superman has to turn the world back around. It reminds me of a T-Rex. There you go. That's legit. <laughs> what? Legit. I like that. The cup in Jurassic Park with the... Uh, yeah. No, exactly. just a T-Rex. <laughs> just, just a general. They both start with T. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good, Willow. Okay. Now, now you're you're referring to not the band T-Rex. You, you're like the no, actual... No, like the archaeologist. Re- you're not like, yeah. Archaeological. The old thing that you find under the ground. Yeah, that. Okay. I just want to make sure you weren't thinking of a man named like Tyrone Rex with you kids these days. I can't keep track. So, the dinosaur. Everybody do the dinosaur? No, we're not going there. You all are dinosaurs. Isn't that our Ron Fleek? It is our, that, that is our Ron Fleek opening, yes. Really? Yeah, yes, you helped me make... Uh. That's sick. It opens up with Kevin Bacon peeing off a cliff. <laughs> Let's just start... Because as it opens up and you see the guy on the cliff... He's I, taking a was. I don't know point? what it is. For one second, I'm like, ah, oh, I wonder who that is and why, what is he doing? And in my I, head, I'm I like... He, I bet he's taking issue a issue with the way Willow says whiz. Waz? By saying waz. Oh, that's a Nickelodeon thing. Is it? Yeah, for my Carly. Just take a waz. <laughs> okay. So we can go with that from Are now on. Are you taking on. a waz right now? I think so. I hope not. That'd be really Me? awkward. Well, you know what? I'll never tell. <laughs> so bacon... I think we'd hear it. <laughs> Maybe I have really good audio equipment. And, and Put it I in made a it sound so everything box. below my waist gives off absolutely no noise. So what? Scott is... He's trying to say something. Kevin all Bacon. the things Who that we cut out. In the this, in this, it's now now he's seeing how the sausage is made. It's not going <laughs> to go. Well. Kevin Bacon standing on the cliff brought up something that watching the movie again, I didn't really pay attention to when I was younger. Was all of the kind of lingering scenes of of the background and the mountains to very much show that, that no, we're on we're we're not on a soundstage. We are on location. And we're in a pretty awesome-looking place as far as 
B-level horror movies go. Yeah, they did yeah. a really good job. Like, like, like the actual town that they built, like for the movie and stuff. Like, it's it's uh, it adds a lot to the film. I think that it, it has you know actual what? on it, location. And it's shooting. funny. I've been watching like a lot of um, I've been watching a lot of Mystery Science Theater three thousand, and they watch so many awful B movies. And and the B movie? That's no, sick. not the B movie. B movies, D movies. But anyway, but you're absolutely right. This conjures up that kind of vibe where like they they filmed all those on set and they were in the middle of nowhere because it was cheap they only had they only needed three buildings for lo- for shooting and and this you're absolutely right the panoramics on this movie are are really good um because the whole set's in a desert and they only made what they needed to what that's why because this is real and it's actually built wait this is a documentary i don't know wait a second the worms are real Yes. Did Whoa, Kevin Bacon this, this know like that before he news? signed on? Made us all the way to National Geographic, just like they wanted so badly. <laughs> yep. That's right, yeah. People, think big. National Geo, baby. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> you really just, you really take it on that. Uh, anyway, we we meet uh, Kevin Bacon, Valentine, and Burt Ward's character is... Earl. Oh, Fred Ward. Uh, right, is Earl. Burt Ward, that's Robin. <laughs> that's Robin, that's yes. Uh, yeah, we meet Valentine, and Val, and Earl. Um, and immediately you just kind of get the, the sense that they're, they're old farmhands or something like that. And handymen. We handy are handymen. Yes, right. They're terrible handymen. It takes... I love the look that Earl gives... Kevin is just trying to hammer in that that tack. Like, it takes him like eight strikes of the hammer to get the barbed wire As I'm down. writing down... Bacon is terrible at hammering. Earl <laughs> Fred Ward looks over and goes, "What the hell is wrong with him?" Mean construction. It was so good, but what we find out is they're kind of stuck in this podunk town called Perfection, the population of fourteen, which yes. brings up a lot of questions. What is the economy of this town? What what they must trade in smiles and handshakes, and that's about it. And later, when we meet the the woman who's doing the the pottery, like she has a, an order that's gonna justify building a month long kiln construction so yeah. that she can do some pottery. Like, where is this pottery going? How does it get there? There's one road. Like, oh, she sells it on the French market. Clearly, right? Yeah, I, I, obviously, obviously. Right. I mean, she's doing fake. She's, fa- she's making that's, fake that's... fake china. Yeah. I mean that that's yeah. what I would have. Probably yeah. a racket for that in the eighties. There's a lot of more disposable income. I'd buy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you know, we were I, yeah. I think coming if out of the, if you coming if out of the really Reagan years, dig into the economy. I mean, like like there's some things that are pretty clear. Like uh, Michael Gross's character and Reba McIntyre, they clearly have a bunch of money and have decided to set up shop in this town far away from everybody. So I think they are literally the only thing driving this economy. Like, that's the only money that uh, Walter at the store, who runs that store, is getting, is from them being like, no, 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 no just buy more ammunition for us. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. That's like the town is, and then wherever Walter well, spends his money, we, 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 it tra- we, it's a trickle-down effect. We can be sure that Bert is not paying taxes of any type. To anybody, that's why he's out there. And you make—I don't remember seeing taxes in the Constitution. I'm not. <laughs> you make a good point, though. Like Walter, right away has Swiss cheese and bullets at one point, just <laughs> right. prepackaged. Here's some Swiss right. cheese and bullets. Right? Do you think that's a combo, like <laughs> like on a Mickey D's, like like the new Wendy's four for four? <laughs> oh, the one that Burger King tried to copy. 
Oh, I yeah. hate Burger King. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's cats. let's not besmirch the king, okay? Just, just, <laughs> no, no, oh, just he's saying, going like, down. I'm just saying, like Walter. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, whoa, like Gouda and a machete. Here's some right. Gouda and a machete. Exactly. I'm like right. the American in this situation. Right. I'm taking that king down. <laughs> <laughs> That's Thus fair, always to tyrants. Fair. We 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 do kind of have a, a disposition to hate all kings, Elvis aside, in this country. The Burger uh, King yeah. squad first. Okay. Do you have anything on the movie? Anything on the movie right now? No, I, I really just hate Burger King. Fantastic. Cool. <laughs> Keeping, we're doing the movie now. Uh, anyway, uh, Earl and Valentine decide that they're gonna they're gonna leave Podunk Perfection because uh, they're kind of tired of of just being you know handyman or whatever. And I love what does it is they're draining a septic system and they're and like the hose that they use is not connected properly at all and it's just spraying human feces That's what they get just for everywhere. Eggs. Did you notice on the side of it it says Walter's septic rent a truck? Like this yeah. man has a has a stranglehold on all of perfection because even the guys who have to clean the crapper have to rent the equipment from yeah. him. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like he's just—I just picture he's got like an underground bunker. Like he's just a miser with like concubines and and stacks of gold. I'm telling you, it's it's trickle down. All the money goes to Walter. It, it is. Then it goes to the rest of the town. Yes, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, which, by the way, Walter is uh, the character. Uh, the actor is um, he's uh, Victor Victor Wong. Victor uh, Wong classic, from uh, uh, go to uh, Asian actor in the in the eighties. Yeah, uh, he, he was in Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. He's the uh, the shop owner there in in Gremlins. Uh, he did uh, just tons of movies in the eighties and he, into the nineties. He, he was he was a go to like yeah. in the in the eighties. I bet I bet if we pulled up his IMDb page, which I can't be bothered to do. He'd have like two hundred yeah, credits. Listen, he's yeah. just he's nonstop work work uh, working actor. Which is interesting because I'm thinking about it. It's a pretty diverse cast that it never gets mentioned. It's just you're the folks that live in this town, and it's it's never brought up. It's never used as a as a, a plot point or a joke. That it's just Walter Chang lives in the middle of a desert in Nevada. Right, a little yeah, kingdom and an yeah, empire. Yeah, you're right. And he's got like some sort of Spanish handyman who yeah. never actually appears to do anything. Or Carlitos, you <laughs> me. Carlitos, no, I'm sure. I'm sure Miguel, yeah. Miguel. Yeah. Okay. No, Miguel, it's Carlitos. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. So anyway, Carlitos like you now. said, they were they're getting ready to move on out. Yeah, and uh, they find they uh, see uh, Edgar, Edgar up in the electrical tower. I always, always love this scene, especially as a kid, because when you first they for, first pull up. And they see this guy up there, and they stop and like, oh, it's Edgar the drunk. You you just immediately hit by like, why is he up there? Like, uh, drunk or not? Like, I I've done some weird things with when alcohol's been involved. I don't know if I've ever just decided to climb sixty feet in the air on an electric tower. Um, and this this movie actually does a really good job with pacing and introducing the terror and kind of ratcheting it up, yes. where it goes from weird to like concerning and then like and then people start actually dying like it's it's a very nice way of doing it and the sort of starting out with like the high strangeness of a man who's um died from dehydration up in a water tower you know to the way that they reveal is is a very solid way of um of of pacing this movie's very very good at that in general like the writing is very tight there's not a lot of wasted lines things that get said get called back on things are are key details for pretty much everything i was just about to say there's there's a lot of things that are foreshadowed in this movie but 
they're not so heavy-handed that if the first time you watch it, you don't think anything. Like, um, the the Pepsi machine. Like, such a... Mm -hmm. That one is my favorite in this whole movie because it just comes on. They say, hey, can you do it? And Karen Baker's like, oh, we ain't got time to do nothing. You know? And it's like... And then they call that back in such an an amazing way that you just did not see that coming at, at any point in the movie. So... Yeah, this one it's, is it's kind very of organic. Like that too. When when that comes on, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel contrived at all. Right. And you mentioned like saying that it's organic. The character relationships, as weird as it's gonna sound, are are very organic. These are people that just kind of live in the same town together. Yeah. They yeah. they hassle each other, but nobody's got like a no one's a cartoon character. No one has a rivalry that is just over the top. They're just a bunch of. That would have made it better. What's uh, that? That would have made it better. Let's hear it. There's Do just it a now. random it. like rivalry between Carlitos and the, <laughs> the store owner. And they're just like, Carlitos, or store owner. And then they like, threw bombs at each other. That'd be hilarious. Why? Why would they just be in so? What would they? Would you just expect like an OK Corral gun fight in the middle of town? <laughs> Some yeah. Game of Thrones like because plotting it, between the two. It's a what's it called? Um, mid Midwest '80s. So they like pull out like water guns. <laughs> oh, super soakers! Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the graboids are like eating children, they're just they're super soakering each other, which also brings up a very odd image of Walter and Miguel now shooting each other with squirt guns. I I didn't need. Thank you, Willow. Uh, no, you're welcome. Uh, no, oh it, please, that exists on DeviantArt somewhere. Oh, uh, no, no. Rule thirty four. We don't need. Oh, we don't need it, but we have it. Uh, right. um, I mean, you, you you can't unring that bell. Uh, but anyway, um, the only thing that I found interesting about this is even though they recognize it's Edgar, they've made this determination that they're leaving town. They've left money for this town. How important is Edgar to this Not town's function? He's worthless. They, He's a piece of trash. He, they pretty wow. much say that. He is. The He's a worthless drunk. Died. He's human right. garbage. But, <laughs> but why didn't they just drive on by? I mean, I... Movie-wise, I get it, but why, why don't you just go, oh, someone's going to have to deal with Edgar now, too. Well, I think it's one of those, because it's that small-town mentality, like, they yeah, very they much... know pre- him. You got to go help him. Yep, yeah, that's just, they begrudgingly, like, oh, this is another hassle, but they're, it kind of seems like they're the guys in the town that, handymen or not, or when something goes wrong, they figure it out. Because you can't trust Bert, or it'll shoot something, Bert's... Oh, that's a, true. Like, who else? You, Melvin? Melvin's dad, Nestor, who waves his hat strangely at things. <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting? I just realized there's no sheriff. Yeah, there is no authority figure. They don't even figure. have a police department. Because it's the 80s. There's no authority figure. <laughs> no, because it's the 80s. If, if this was, well, like, falling in turn with that. It's 1990. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> There would be a corrupt sheriff if it was the eighties. There would be he's he's held the town in his iron fist and Chang is having to take him down. Oh, that is World Chang. World War Five? Yeah. No, I pictured no, no. I bet you Chang was the sheriff. What happened the, to World War Three and Four? That's all I want to know now. You introduced World War Five. I just made something up completely, yeah. and I'm confused. The truck gets now. hung up, and then it's uh, they don't know why. <laughs> just moving on. Well, I can't. You're 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 skipping one important thing is that um they they have bumped into Rhonda the new graduate student oh, oh yeah studying seismic activity me so in much I hate her just her look bothers me her look bothers you yeah like her face like her face structure bothers me <laughs> her normal what, person what, looks like like, like her it face looks good it looks, looks bad stupid. like what I don't know like I don't know how to fix it I just know that it's not right and it looks weird messed up. Maybe she got some surgery. I don't know. Something about it. What? Do you think I think she got surgery at some point in her life? I think she did. 
But like, it didn't work out. <laughs> you go, are you even in this movie at all? Yeah, you're, I talked like, about that new girl that's in college. So Rhonda, so you don't even care no, about the movie. No, her Rhonda too. I feel bad. So you've just gone 20 years in the future for this character's life, and she eventually had to have gotten plastic surgery. No, I mean, didn't backward, work out. backwards, she got it. Like, she when she's, like, 13, she's like, oh, I want to try it, and then it didn't work out, and then she's like, no, it matches my name. She's not to, good all around. I'm going to have to go get advanced degrees in esoteric subjects, like, <laughs> yep. like seismology. To, to earn to money up. to refix it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a lot of money in seismology. Uh, no, I, I, that, that is a grant-based science, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we do find her, and she talks about some uh, more than unusual seismic activity in the valley. Um, which I, I don't know it, why. Why are they out there in the first? It's uh, this takes place in is it Arizona, Nevada. Is yeah, what is it Nevada? Says, yeah. So I wonder why they would even have set that up out there, other than and do it for a while because she's the new student. Like there was a previous grad student, so there's been research going on for some time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool guys. I got nothing. Good. I don't have anything. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Perfection uh, Valley, not so perfect. Well. Okay. This actually <laughs> makes me think of because you said the truck got hung up, but there's the guys out doing the drilling, like the the road construction. They got crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when uh, Val and Earl, there's a killer on the loose. They take they take this tart, you know, the one picks up the crowbar and brandishes it because now we're ready. We're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to go back to our drilling, paying attention to nothing, but we've got a crowbar now. <laughs> well, oh, never really? know. I mean, crowbars, they just, uh, they can pry open all sorts of things like doors or bad guys' heads or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on, crowbar. I mean, staple in first-person shooters forever. I mean. That is true. That is true. Anyway, they they take the uh, they take Earl back to the doctor, um, who is building his house for the first time. I, I mentioned this to Willow. Why does he already have paint? They don't have the cinder blocks. <laughs> they don't have what the house is going to sit on. You guys don't do that too. Like when you're making a project, just like plan out what it look what it'll look like, like all like mm. the like design details first before you actually make it. But it's a house. Yeah, like you just like want to know what it'll look like to help you motivate. Oh, is this like? Oh, is this like when people like buy like a a, a painting? And they say well, we're going to build a house around this painting. Yeah, is that what it's like? Yeah. Well, that's silly because it was just regular old white paint. It's just buckets of white paint, and well, only three three buckets of paint yeah. for an entire you know, house. Paint's their favorite yeah, room. Sense. Yeah, you on board with that? Yeah, their yeah. one favorite bathroom. That's what that was for. <laughs> the one bathroom. <laughs> the math checks out. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it does. Uh, anyway, um, look, look. So uh, a, a farmer gets killed, and all his sheep get killed. Yep. Which that's, is another one. That's of another those. thing that is that has happened. You're starting to see the graboids uh, are systematically working their way closer to perfection, and that ratchets it up, as, as, as Paul was saying, because there's a lot of sheep that get. It's a ton of sheep. They get straight up obliterated. Do you notice the worms eat most of this entire valley and never seem to, like, take a day off? They're just constant feeding. They're just constantly eating everything. Maybe they're like slugs. They take a three-year nap and then they're awake for three years. Fine. (laughs) Be be scientifically accurate with your your theories. Rhonda. (laughs) Rhonda. Ugly. Calling you Rhonda. Well, uh. Uh, anyway, uh, their truck gets hung up, and then this is where we see the first graboid, which I really love the way this is set up. 
they see just the snake part and they sell it to of course the the, the mastermind of the town walter for 15 dollars. and but they almost feel like oh th- this must be it this is what has been eating them and i kind of like that i kind of like you don't know what's going on maybe this is just the one thing and and so they're not really sure what to do and they decide well we got to go get the sheriff the road's closed now they say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take the horses. Because Walter has horses because as a feudal lord, you know, he has to. <laughs> yeah, right. right. To survey right. his land, yeah. he would get on his horse and, and drive away. <laughs> right. Ride away. Right, right. <laughs> Come on, Miguel. We must check the serfs who live out beyond our view. I mean, yeah, they, they, well, they, you know, if they don't have their tribute ready, they're in trouble. <laughs> You think about it. A skilled member of society, the doctor, is living on a plot of land that's just gravel with no roof. Like right. this is a man that is, has wagered Dreams. poorly. Yeah, yeah. I I want to see that man's degree. I would wager dollar to donut. That man is either a not a doctor, or b has had his license removed long ago and for that's... something awful. And that's why he has to leave. That's why he has to live under the the rule of Walter. I right. mean, oh yeah, clearly. No. and it's just and you know, and I think he goes home at night, and I think he he flips through his his you know scrapbook that he has about all the good old days, and he just thinks about his life and all the wrong turns that he made, and you know his horrible addiction to PCP <laughs> that landed him out in in perfection, and he just he just you know he just cries himself to sleep. Yeah, no, he, I, under the stars. Under the stars, his only solace. I mean, it's a, it's, yeah, like, a <laughs> like a hobo, like a hobo, like a hobo. One step removed, Willow. Right, right. It's uh, this whole town is just full of hobos. But what we see uh, is the graboids. Eventually, they get termed graboids. Um, stupidest name in history. Uh, I, I, it's actually so so stupid. It fits into this movie, like like they because were writing the it. Stupid. It, it, it almost feels like they were writing it to just eventually be made fun of. Well, the, it's an interesting thing because this is a movie like The Lost Boys that gets referred to as campy a lot. And the thing is, it's not silly. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's very much normal people reactions to things. And these are just not bright people. Yeah. And th- that's the best they came up with was like, snakeoids, no, graboids, I like graboids. Like, they, yeah. they it's not it's not A-list, B-list. It's, it's you know, a good solid C-minus. Should like a, a sand snake. That's real grade level. Yeah, Dune. We wanna we wanna call back to Dune. Your your favorite? No, <laughs> no. no, no. Sand snakes. I like. No, I'd rather snakes. like go against the snake than watch Dune. I was like, uh, land shark. Oh, it was always good. No. Okay then. Never mind then. Sorry, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not approved. What did, what, what did you expect? Willow Willow doesn't participate. She I, just shuts down. I like the fact that she said sorry. No, like she almost feels bad. Sorry, she's telling sorry. me no. She reviewed your request. She she checked its merits <laughs> against her criteria and declared you wanting. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the graboids uh, they they suck down the doctor. Um, so now they're on their own PCP high, as they digest them. Um, and then oh yeah, it they sink a car. And I oh just... I have something to say about that later. Well, how about now? Since we're talking about the sinking of the car. <laughs> Why, when they got on the rocks, why didn't the snake thing just eat the rock? Uh, well, depending on how big the rocks are, you can't move enough dirt for them to go down. Like, rocks much, mm, much They could have like, figured it out. No, rocks much... And the movie Faster would have been great. 
<laughs> so, okay then. This movie's only 96 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brief, oh, and there's not wasted scenes. Five. It doesn't hang up. Like, it should have been five. Yeah. It just should have ended with them being eaten immediately. Like, not even like showing any backstory. It's just them all standing in the shop, and then... <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see that, but, but Willow just pantomimed. The a, a giant snake eating the whole building. <laughs> with with a languid grace to it. Just, oh. And then 94 minutes of credits. <laughs> Reba McIntyre singing over them the entire time. Oh, that's oh true. my goodness, that would kill her. <laughs> so you, you really so just Willow wanted... just wants a Reba McIntyre concert. Yeah, just, just, no. <laughs> okay. That sounds even worse. Uh, so anyway... Uh, Heather, we're, we're introduced to Heather and Bert. They're the sort of survivalist, yes. gun nut people. Uh, they're they're hanging out at the uh, shop trying to get what what it, it, it's the wrong ammo. I don't remember what they're saying. But it was hollow points, but it wasn't the perfect like the yeah. four carrier yeah. traits on there. All of the, the the right and specific ways to blow things up. They wanted all of them. Right. Yeah, I think it was, I think they said a explosive hollow point or something like that. Whatever it was. These two, literally, they, they live in guns and ammo. Um, I, I honestly believe pretty they, killer. they fall asleep holding magazines, physical magazines of guns, like teddy bears. I would I would say they sleep with actual guns. Yes. I'd say that's pretty pretty. In spot. separate bedrooms. Like no, like their bed's made yeah, of guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, in separate bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. One of them kicks... Carl, you just shot me in the leg! <laughs> you see the kind of rising... It goes beyond acceptance, not and it's not quite full on glee like in the sequels. But you see Bert getting a little bit more interested and excited as as more chaos happens. He, oh yeah, he he's very much like this is what I trained for. Yeah, no, he is living the dream. He is he has been preparing for this his whole life. I like, and it's finally happened. I I I like uh, it's Michael Grossman of of um, Family Ties fame. Um, I like his character in this movie more than any of the sequels because in the sequels, he just goes like he's at eleven at in every sequel. Like the minute he's introduced on screen, with this one, you're right. It's a slow build. Like he, he obviously he's got some kind of weird. You know, I hate the government. You know, he's he's one of those guys. He, he's a doomsday prepper. Yeah. Right. And you're right. As he kind of keeps going, he gets to the point where he's like, "Oh, <laughs> this is going to be fantastic." Right up until it looks like they're not going to make it, and then he That's goes into like, "I'm just going to shoot you all, just for the just to get out of my own pain." Yeah, and he, it's interesting though because it still stays pretty realistic the entire way. Yeah. When we talk about the scene later when the, the graboids inter- encounter Bert and Reba McIntyre, they still don't go into silliness. It's not slapstick. No, no. Uh, they're uh, more enjoyable, I, I but no. I incorrectly remember their characters as much more over the top. I did, and too. And while they're, while they're certainly exaggerated, they're actually grounded. They just really like guns and blowing things up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, but, no, I, I almost think it's the other way. I think they're just prepared. I think when the need arrives and anarchy ensues and the zombie apocalypse begins, they, I mean, Willow and I pointed out, they have an electric fence that with an opener, like they're just prepped. I I almost feel like the opposite. Like like they're just ready for anything that could happen. And it's funny because Bert says except that for in... zombies. Well, I don't know. I think Bert would have been pretty okay with a zombie apocalypse. No, because that. zombies want brains, and clearly they have too many. They need to leave and lose their brains. When they zombies want them more, then I don't understand this argument. I no, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, why, can we, I don't know. Where are we? The, the horse is dead. The car yeah. is gone. Totally. When the horses get 
get got. That's the first time we do see the full monster, though. That is, yes. it erupts from the ground in, in oh, practical yeah. effect. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And I'm still watching this again. I wasn't impressed. Again. You weren't impressed? No, it looks kind of stupid in what I thought it would be. See, I had the opposite reaction after the last 15 years of lots of CGI over the top. It's mm-hmm. it's here, and it's it looks like an animal, and it moves pretty fluidly. I don't see any puppet wires, and uh, I was genuinely like, oh, this looks really good comparative yeah. to a very blatantly CGI, floppy, floppy tentacle monster. Uh, 100%, 100%. It's got actual weight to it. Yep. The physics look good. CGI always has this kind of floaty... Like it looks to good. it. Like it what, looks. Go ahead, Will. It looks good, but like it was what I thought it would be. I thought like maybe they'd make it different, like add some spikes, you know, make it look cool. It had spikes. No, but like I wanted more, no, big no, spikes. No, I think she's saying more spikes. Yeah, like kind of like so in Monsters Inc. Kind of saying, thing. "Hey, art department, more spikes." Yeah. I like what you've done. More spikes. Maybe a bit more scaly, you know. Well, see, but but Willow, I think in this context, but I think in this context, they're just supposed to look like. And I, and I don't know if this is confirmed. I thought this was confirmed in one of the, the sequels that they are mutated. They're they're not like an, an ancient species. They were mutated somehow. So I kind of like that they're just giant evil earthworms. I, I thought, I think the practical effects hold up tremendously well. I never get the sense that they're puppets. I never do. And it's even... It a- seemed edited. Well, like it was like me. <laughs> no, but it's like not it was a like, like it was drawn out kind of thing, you know. Like yeah, I don't think it was real. I think it was just like a that's animatronic. What? Mind. I thought it was like an animatronic. It is fine. Some of it probably was animatronic. I'm sure. No, like I thought it was all animatronic. Like they just drew out the whole thing. Like the whole desert was. Yeah. Like they built the desert on a soundstage. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying this is some kind of Westworld thing? No, People like, I thought, like, they or... just, like, drew it out. Like, I didn't think it was, like, a real, um, what's it called? Like, oh, prop. I didn't think it was a real prop. I thought it was just drawn in. Oh, like a cartoon. Like, you thought it was except CGI before CGI. Like, yeah. Thing. Like. Oh, uh, that's different. Okay. Yeah, like, except for when it exploded, I thought it was. Like, just an animatronic, not a prop. Like, they didn't actually make the worms. Your, your animatronics are props, so I think that's where the we're getting confused because we're hearing animatronic, and I think you're meaning that as like a CGI or a, I don't know what CGI it, means. So that's probably a good generated point. Computer generated. Yep. It, 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 it's look, a what CGI. It, uh, what? I think what you meant you meant animated, not animated. That's the yeah. word. I'm having a hard time this weekend. All right, guys, mystery solved. <laughs> Chalk another one up. Case closed. Right, case Sorry. closed. <laughs> case closed. But it's interesting because they they come across it for the first time and then they manage to kill one. Yeah, that was yeah. really yes. fast. Yeah, yeah, it's chasing them, and they they jump into like this ravine, and it just smashes itself straight into like the cement work it, of the ravine, and, and just kills it. You know what I love about that is when they jump. This movie has very few true hero moments. It's not oh we got away Scott Clinton. like no they're just expecting it to burst through that cement and eat them wholesale. I kind of like that. Um, I thought it was really clever, and and the fact that it kills itself is odd, though, because it eventually goes through Bert's wall as well. And oh well, yeah, it ac- does. Actually, though, thinking about that, because I had the same thought, it doesn't slam into Bert's wall. It moves it a couple times. It so- slowly pushes its way in. Oh around yeah, the wall. like they- okay. Because you see it shake the wall a couple, and then it pushes, uh, you know, what the maps or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you see it bursts through, and the entire time it's moving a lot more slowly. 
Whereas the, I, I'm assuming they've learned as they tend to get smarter as the movie yeah, goes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Because when Grady and Earl, to your point, like jump uh, and fail to clear the ravine, they are shocked and just seized up. And then it's a great line of, oh, I think it knocked itself cold. I think it knocked itself dead. Yeah. And they both kind of just flabbergasted that, oh, we were alive. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I love Kevin Bacon's reaction. Yeah, he's like, he's like, we killed it. <laughs> we're, taking, we're taking the win on this one. This was all us. Case closed. Yeah. Well, I kind of like him in that in that regard because he's got that kind of attitude through the whole thing. Because when he goes back, because they sold the original worm, like I said, to Walter for fifteen bucks. After he digs it all up, he lifts up the tail and he goes, "We're getting more than fifteen dollars for this one." <laughs> And then mm-hmm. they start working out as they do on like the logistics. We need a flatbed truck. We can't use a winch; it'll tear it up. Like they are very yeah. yeah we need a crane. Yeah, with yeah. And then Debbie, yeah. right? And then Debbie Downer immediately. No, there's three more of these. You know, can we just enjoy this moment for a minute there? See, I told you she has an ugly personality too. This poor girl. This poor. At least she's intelligent enough to be in like graduate school. Maybe she has that going for her. No, nothing. Okay. Clearly a beauty um, school dropout. Wannabe. <laughs> Poor Rhonda. She just, just wants to make a difference. Rhonda, I feel, is being unjustly uh, character assassinated. For I don't understand why. She's uh, just ugly. I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, so anyway, there's three more of them. That one's dead. And there's more. And uh, yeah, yes. we keep cutting back and forth between them and like the uh, we will cut back to where Walter's grocery store is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, 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 this happens quite a bit. And um, they, uh, what happens? Do they head back to the to the grocery store? Is that the next move? Yeah, they head back, and people are, are confused. Like, why are you why are you already back? Because they left around dawn, and it's clearly afternoon. Oh no 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 no! They get they're they're stuck on the rocks. They have to pull oh. vault to her. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they yeah, do yeah, like yeah. the whole jumping thing. So Ugh. they're stuck on rocks, and basically what they figure out after spending the night there is the worms are just waiting for them. Right. Because they, they're like, oh, you know, we've been, we haven't done anything. We've been relatively quiet. We haven't been running around. It's got to be gone. So they kind of, like, tap the ground, and the thing's just waiting for them. Well, uh, to Paul's point, or I think, uh, or no, or was it Scott? They conveniently find Paul's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Paul's. <laughs> Who left these? I thought they were part of her science project. Foot, you know, load-bearing poles are here. Well, we'll I, just use these to get from rock to rock. You know what, Will? I, and I, I almost feel like that's what we're supposed to believe. Like, maybe they're a part of her, but why would you... Why would you park your truck at one end and then put the poles all the way at the other end? She's clearly not the brightest. <laughs> she's clearly the smartest person in the town, though. Do you think maybe she knew the whole time? Yeah, she planned it. Wait, are you saying she made there's the a mutation. secret theory that she released these graboids? Yep. Onto her, the like, town devices, like the devices, like the devices, like put um, what's it called into it? Okay. Okay. I'm almost with Willow because like they had normal stakes, and then her radiation got into them. Like, <laughs> no, no, I I like the idea oh. that right. She created these in a lab and let them out here because how else are you going to get a doctorate in without without a great thesis? Like I'm going to get that tenure. I'm going to mutate some monsters into existence. Admit. Right, right. It's only going to cost me my dignity and my pants. <laughs> Literally, though. You can buy dignity and pants too. <laughs> Good and pants. It's an easy, easy to uh, But anyway, uh, so they, they get they, back to their truck. Get back, they get on the truck. The thing's chasing them. They 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 take off. They make it back to Walters. Yes, and uh, they're explaining everything to everybody. They, right, one that they killed it, and this is where we get graboids. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Um, 
and, and now, what's interesting to me is like the whole town, and I know this comes up a lot, where like towns do this whole, oh, there's no way that could possibly be it, and yet we have this physical evidence of the proof thereof, and eyewitness, and, and it's kind of weird. But then all of a sudden, they just have this realization, Mindy's gone. And they go, oh, well, we need to go find Mindy. Her mother immediately goes to a rot- to a rotten boat next to a shack full of rusted tools. And I'm like, this is this kid's playground? <laughs> Look at the town, Paul. There's like eight places to play. You just <laughs> knocked off tools. But that's what the first place the mother goes is Rusty's rust bucket. Why well, she knows that's, where no, that's where, that's the one place in all eight buildings that there's no adult because there's a store manager there's the house where the people live it's her getaway i don't think Minnie needs to get away she would rather hang out with you know a tetanus infection waiting to happen than with melvin because melvin's just the worst well you know well you know what Minnie's gonna get her comeuppance because eventually she is gonna get traced by a t-rex uh because it's the same little girl from uh jurassic park jurassic park and um, oh, she was in one of the later sequels of these, actually. I think she was in the third one. Is she really? One. Yeah, yeah. Poor she's, Mindy. In, she's in one of them. I don't remember. Wow. It doesn't matter. I could look it up, but I just don't care. Oh, that's good. Um, um, but anyway, uh, they run out. They save. Uh, they save her, save but not Mindy. her pogo stick. Right. Uh, poor pogo stick. You know, but it wasn't tasty anyway. It got shot right back. No, out. they they spit that thing right back out. But I mean, it's going to be neat, you know. Rude if you try to use it again. That's foreshadowing and thinking about it because that's what happens later with the bomb. Like, it's yes. another thing that everything True. is played out beforehand. There are no big ha ha's. Like, the, the writing. What is... if he spit the car out? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't spit. But it, That'd be pretty rad. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the, the, the girl, uh, Rhonda, there, um, as she runs out, um, she gets caught in some barbed wire. And I, I don't know. Maybe as a kid, I just found this more titillating. Really? But I don't know. Now it just kind of felt stupid. Like you know, like she's got to get her pants off, and and then she runs um, all the way back into the store there. But it just there are a couple of these scenes where like I almost feel like you were these an characters idiot child could have been a little this? smarter on on some of the things that they mm-hmm. were doing. Like like at the very we'll get there at the very end. But like everybody has to be involved in running to the cliff. Like. Can't we? I mean, some people have to kind of get it through their head. Like maybe we just let things kind of play out here. But we find out the uh, the graboids. Uh, they kill. Is it Melvin's father? Yeah, Nestor. Um, at Nestor, this point, yeah. poor Nestor. Um, inner tubes. Big tires are only good for big trucks. Yeah. Yeah, I I like to think it he was like a really ahead of like something. the CrossFit scene, and he was trying to flip those tires <laughs> over, you know, to get really strong. Is that what it is? Like a training yeah, montage. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the movie was about him, we would have seen one of those training montages. Definitely. Uh, so as as this 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 plot is progressing, the the graboids are starting to get smarter and smarter. Where initially, you know, oh, running into a house kind of kept you safe. They're starting to test like, can they go under the foundation and move it? Can they get under it and lift it? Um, you know, that, that that's how Nestor bites it. Is they he's just in a trailer and they are able to flip the trailer over and then eat him. Yeah. So everyone's starting to get more and more nervous because, you know, it turns out that the houses aren't safe anymore, so they have to move up to the roof. But then the roofs aren't safe anymore because they're starting to figure out how to knock down the houses. Which this lends credence to Willow's theory that this is all Rhonda because they're smart. They learn quickly, but they, they have oh to do God. this. Like, they must be brand new. They must be just born because they're learning these things that if they had ever encountered anything before, they would have learned. 
So this is yeah no I I'm I, as we go through I'm beginning to and you know what Ronda always seems to know just a second before everybody else what they're going to be doing um, almost like oh dang I should have taught them that trick I mean oh they're testing the foundations um, I like the fact that CB radios don't need to be plugged in anymore um, I'm glad that they, nope. they I'm glad that they figured out battery operated CB radios. <laughs> Because I can tell you, my father had one growing up. It, it needs a power source. It, it's not. It just. It doesn't run on wishes and dreams. You wish. <laughs> but I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I learned that like earlier. Go Very Cosmo. Good. So it's uh, Heather and Bert get home, and they do what couples do when they get home. They start up their ammo making machine. Uh that that's a, very loud. That's a shell cleaner. Actually, that, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, that's the first part of making your ammo is when you recycle your shells. Yep, yeah, yeah. And so the graboids love that routine. noise, so they leave everyone alone and immediately head over to Bert's. Yeah, yeah, and and, and now this is where you get Bacon kind of giving them the warning, and then the graboid eventually shows up and pushes through the wall. Um, which I like this scene because. As it's being filmed initially, you only see them with the workbench and, like, the tools, the tool yeah, the rack and all that. Tools. And then as soon as it comes through, they pan over, and it's just, it's just a, like, Robocop would have, would have just gone, he would have cried if he saw that yeah. wall of yeah, stuff. robotic tears would have been shed. And this is where <laughs> the movie impressed me, because I thought, like, I've seen the scene a dozen times. But watching it now a little bit more critically, they never freak out. They never they react like well trained people. They get right down yes. to it. They magazine. They toss them back and forth. They're not like ha ha yeah. They are down to business. And when one gun doesn't work, they try a different type of gun. They switch from hilarious. shotgun to rifle to dual pistols at one point. <laughs> no. I, no, I'd like to see teen versions of them where they are like that. Like, yeah, we just got this. <laughs> like Bull <Bow> 10. <laughs> yeah, totally. Rock and roll, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I want to know. That'd be totally awesome. I want to know in a desert where there's barely a, 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 a groundhog, where there is nothing. Why, why, oh, why, Bert? Did you think you need an elephant gun? Because <laughs> maybe India traveled over. <laughs> what? Like in um, pa- Panama? No. What's that thing where it's like all connected? Like the whole world's connected before the continent spread? Pangea? Pangea. And it like reformed to where they are. And the moon <laughs> would be right next to them. The elephants would be like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you thought Bert was thinking at some point some sort yeah. of cataclysmic event would cause China to Pangea, butt back Pangea into Pangea California. Um, yep. And elephants would No, cross. India to California. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> India has now circumvented all of Southeast Asia. Yeah, India yeah. does kind of like, like a couple kind of, of loops on top of each other now. It winds up somehow over right. California right next to Nevada. It's like the gold right, it's like the golden ratio of India just just slowly pushing out until it no, hits like California. No, like you kind of one of these to like it overlaps. Oh, it slid over China. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now China is like the subterranean people. Yeah, like Atlantis. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's that that's now going to be renamed Morlock country. Um I I think that this is more kind of like a um a Hunter-esque Thompson-like drug collection where he freely admitted in, in Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, he didn't need that many drugs, but you kind of just want to see how many you can get before things get really weird. And I think that's what these two were doing. Oh. Like, oh, I mean, obviously, we don't need the elephant gun, but I mean, come on. Like, we're going to buy it, well, obviously. I mean, it, 
if it was on sale, I mean, might as well. I mean, it's a two for one. I mean, it was it was a great deal. Let's be let's be honest. It was. Um, but they Bert uses the elephant gun on uh, on the graboid, and that that takes care of it, no problem. That does it? Yeah. And then they get to their roof, and now we kind of get into this whole how are we going to get out of the valley thing? Oh, whoa, 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 what? What? <laughs> you are breezing right past the phrase. Mother Humbers. <laughs> <laughs> and that ain't, ain't going to fly on my podcast. Which, by so. the way... like our opening clip? <gasps> hey, oh, we didn't do a thing be. where we were saying, like, we were going to say, and this is our clip. We'll figure it out. Um, wow. You're absolutely right, though. I, it was interesting when I was watching this movie, because you mentioned the rated R to, to PG-13. You're absolutely right. When he says Mother Humpers, I'm like... I actually was like, no, I rented this on Amazon. Why would it be edited? Why would it have the TV edited? <laughs> it was, it, it, I looked it up. It specifically got an R rating due to language, which is why you have weird phrases like this. And then um, what's the other one that's really out of place? They're like, oh, can, can this sucker fly or yeah. something? That's clearly ADR. That's not what he said. Well, and it's not so, well done. Like, the Mother Humper one is no. a bad, like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it stands out like crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it's the, I think uh, that's better. It's a Samuel Jackson when he had to do the redubbing for the Melon Farmer. Yeah, yeah. Mel- he, yeah he Melon did like a hundred yeah. of them. I, I, I would direct anyone to a hilarious uh, Mr. Show sketch called Pally's where it's supposed to be Goodfellas and it's been edited for television. Uh, that's that's my favorite, like, clearly editing over swears. It's, it's very, very funny. But uh, we also find out, Paul, that this is where there's only two Graboids left. That's it. Yeah, you know, not okay, to get... At first I thought there were only three, and then it's like, oh, three more on top of the one that they killed. I was like, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Total to begin with. But four, you know what? seriously. But you know what's interesting is they've killed one... And unless I miscounted, it seemed like there were three at their camp or at the yeah. town and one more at Bert's. And oh. I kept, I think. Did I they think, like travel? Well, I, I think what it is is when, when, when one of them went to go to Bert's house, I think they just kept showing like probably like, uh, what are the second, second unit clips and editing them in. And I think it just got a little confusing. But yes, there's only four. They killed one and she says there's three more of these. Do you think? Do you think it could have been like the holy graboid that's that's always with them? <laughs> you know, in like a Man. religious sense. <laughs> well, I, I do. Did you guys kind of like the fact that that Stumpy is like always the? One? I like that. He's I like think it was very clever. I liked it because yeah, he's like stripe. Like, he is like the, the one that stands out. He is yeah. the stripe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stripe. I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, from Gremlins. Oh, yeah, that too. But anyway, because that's what it is. There's another, after they kill the one, there's one more that go, that's up at um, Bert's house. And it, it looks like there's two in, in perfection, which would actually make five mm. if you added them up. But anyway. Oh, my gosh. Um, how did the Graboids know? The, the, the other know? one that's floating around um, Michael Gross's house takes out his car. Yeah, how did it know? Now they don't have any no. normal vehicles to get out of town with. How did it know? Did it, did it, like, it's a mind rubber. Reader. It's crazy. No, remember it, 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 all it set off. Um, they were they were moving around the car and it set off the alarm. Oh. That's why they went after the car because the car alarm went off. Oh, oh so yeah. they moved okay. it by accident. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. I, I know what you mean because that's really weird, and it's actually a pretty good writing that it just because it, it was just going around the house and around the house and around the house. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. Eventually, bumped into the car, and the car alarm went off, and then it just went after the car. Oh, thank you. That, I that's actually, fantastic. Yeah, I thought it attacked the car, and then the alarm went off. Yeah, that would have been a little too like Jaws four, where the, <laughs> that's what the I mean. shark travels from New England down to the Florida Keys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just for oh, Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. You mean yeah. the best Jaws? <laughs> oh, I when I'm looking up when that movie was because I would love to. Talk uh, about I want to oh say eighties. Yeah, no. yeah. Anyway, they find out. Nineteen eighty-seven. Told you. Oh, we're doing that one. Oh, that one's going in the. That one's going in the spreadsheet. This time it's personal. Oh I'm man, leaving. it killed your father. <laughs> it ain't your he brother. I love that and movie. It killed, no, literally, the plot is Willow. This is the plot: a shark. That is a descendant of two other sharks at this point that have been killed. Killed the son of the man that killed its, like, ancestor. So it's like a family feud. flees New England and it follows them down to Florida. It's the greatest premise. It's so good. And it kills the son, like, at a dock. Like, this is a... It's waiting. I remember as a kid watching that because it like rips his arm off. Or yeah, something yeah, 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 yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um. No, I think. Uh. Anyway, I think it was in the boat patrol. Anyway, oh, okay. Doesn't matter. What we find out is they are going. There's a giant tractor. Um. That they figure. Well, they can't eat that up. So we'll get that. We'll go ahead again and we'll hook it up to the old. Um. It looks like a tanker that's been cut in half, rusted out, or whatever. And we'll gather everybody and we're gonna go to the old jeep trail. Um. Up the side of the mountain. Uh. Because. As big and as wide as we have seen this valley, there's one small dirt road that goes in and out of this place. And it's 38 miles to town. Right. Um, so they get up in, so they go to the, get the tractor. Bacon gets the tractor. He collects everybody. Can we talk about how, like, the two, like, ammo people, like, they're like, should I bring this gun? Should I bring the gun? Why not bring both? I mean, seriously. They're just wasting you time. You know what? That's so stupid. When they get to Bert, and Heather. Uh, Heather. Uh, I was going to say uh, McIntyre. When they get to Burton Heather, as much fun as they are in this movie with that whole, with the gun scene, even I'm like, oh, just leave them. Just, just leave them, Bacon. Bring them both. They seem, I mean, they seem like they're going to be just fine. Well, Bert says, to your earlier point, that like a thousand gallons of gas, water for six months, food for five years, under the ground monsters with despair. <laughs> Bear in his heart, like the one thing he couldn't prepare for. Right, right. Brothers and zombies. No zombies. He would have been. He would have been fine. I'm, I'm telling you, Willow, that guy is in heaven if a zombie apocalypse yeah. happens. He is yeah. ready. I mean, and and think about it. He's only got 14 zombies to worry about. Yeah, yeah. There's that would have been barely a half hour for him. <laughs> right. Um, but they pick them up. They eventually get them going. And I again, just that whole stepping up and that. And the, the growing of the thing is the worms, one of them is clearly popping up out of the ground on purpose. And at first you're like, even as a viewer, you're like, oh, this is just stupid. And then when the tractor falls in, you're like, why was it? Oh, it was distracting them so they wouldn't notice that the dirt right in front of them was being hollowed out. Which I think is just very, very clever again. Um, both in writing and and by the worms, I like that they're not unintelligent. Like the um, like the xenomorph, you know, yep. the xenomorph is very basic. It just wants to kill, but it kind of grows and learns as it's stalking its prey. I like that with the worms. 
I do too, and I like that it, it's this arms race between them for innovation as they then have all of the anarchist cookbook pipe bombs that Bert <laughs> yes. and Heather made because they'd totally be on a terrorist watch list if this was a modern movie. And they use the pipe bombs and manage to kill one of the worms. And you're like, oh, well, I guess this is taken care of. But nope, the worms get smarter again. Well, I, I do like Bert's line. He goes, Bert, what are these made out of? <laughs> oh, just some, some, uh, just, uh, some household ingredients and ammo for my cannon. You have a cannon? <laughs> oh no 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 no! You're you're combining two things. The, he they, they, he says, "What are the what are the fuses from?" Oh goes, okay, okay. Oh, they're, they're, fr- they're from my cannon. <laughs> yes. No yes. no 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 no. He says he says this is cannon fuse, and he goes, "What do you use it for?" My cannon. <laughs> Duh. Okay. And yeah, and the other one, he said, "What what are these things made out of?" And he says, "A few household ingredients mixed in the proper proportions." <laughs> so guys, when he throws this bomb, technically shouldn't they die too? I mean, like, that must create, like, a big enough explosion if it goes underground no, that it attacks the, them. The, when it hits the ground, the graboids eat the bomb, thinking it's food, and then it explodes inside them. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. the graboids taking the brunt of now, the explosion. that's there. when they get to the rock. Before that, it, it just lands oh. out there, explodes, and it creates a shock wave. And again, Little Miss, I just happen to know everything that's going on, Goes, oh, I must be hurting them. That's why it ran away. Because I'm that's what I a terrible grew character. them to be like. <laughs> telling you it's a terrible character. Willow, I'm totally with you. She formulated this whole thing. She cre- she created them in a lab. She let them out. Later on, she's going to do her thesis. From her name fame. to her personality to her and, face. Terrible. And she'll be able to afford that facelift that she wanted when she was 13. Yep. It all comes together. We're with Maybe you. Maybe she'll go to court and fix her name, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be Bambi now. <laughs> so that she can meet Kevin Bacon's list. He's got Kevin. the list of what a, a woman oh, has to look like. You're yes. right below. Totally. Kevin Bacon has a list. Yep, yep. she circle. saw the list. She Full heard about circle. it. She knows what to do. So anyway, they get to the rocks. They do this fishing trick, which I think is very clever again. It explodes. Um, they're covered with uh, mashed yams. Mashed yams and Chef Boyardee. Like that's they wasted Chef Boyardee. Well, that's that that kind of orangish red. Like, I can't yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to this. This is terrible. Chef Boyardee's god. That's depression. No, no, no. That's what they were full of. I know, no, no, no. They, and they, they didn't just destroyed kill it. Chef Boyardee for this film. What? They just used his products. Right. They didn't kill him. That would be gross. <laughs> but still, it's a waste of Chef Boyardee. Such a waste. Okay, let's we'll move go, on. We'll, we'll create it. I'm sad. We'll, We'll, we'll get a time machine and go back and talk to the producers about this one. Yeah. Anyway, Use yes, it does else. have that orangey glow to it. And, and you know what's funny? I, I wrote it down at the very, very beginning. They they really go out of their way to point out how terrible these things smell all the time. Mm-hmm. And it never comes up. It That is the one thing that never pays off. You're like, oh, maybe they're going to be like in a building or an area and they're going to smell it before they see it. It never bomb. pays off, and then now this one explodes. It literally lands on them, like a giant chunk lands on Melvin, and <laughs> nobody mentions how terrible they'll smell. Because later, the there's... only time that smell thing comes up is when they're on the horses, because oh. they say, "Oh, the the horses caught wind of something they don't like." That's it. That's the only uh, time that it comes up, I, and it's mm, super brief and it's so more. fast. Yeah, yeah it's very fast. It, so it could have been also the movement underground. I mean, horses get spooked because of lightning. I mean. Yeah. 
And there's also yeah, that's pretty large. So like, what are you, you're you're gonna like take them to task now, Paul? You're saying yes. like, look, let's yes. get it together, horses. Yes, you've been around long enough. Yeah, the, those two horses specifically, I'm very disappointed okay. in. <laughs> yes, they're probably dead. Well, they, you know, well, what? one totally got eaten. <laughs> one of them got completely enveloped. Oh, I meant I'm, I meant the actors, those horse actors. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. This has been thirty. Uh, so anyway, uh, they blow up one. Stumpy, he's smarter than all the rest. Um, so he spits it back out at them. Um, conveniently, they left the bag in the in the one spot. Like like Stumpy just performed like a Michael Jordan esque shot from like like the championship game of '88. Like back and to the left, nothing but net, um, and blows up the rest of the bombs, with the exception of the one that the Kevin one Bacon has Kevin under Bacon his arm. Had. Right. Um, I do like Bird at this point. He goes, "What are you doing out there? I don't know, getting away from the entire stack of bombs you brought with you." I'm surprised nobody gets hurt at all. Yeah, that's one. There's not really a magnitude difference between the single bomb and the giant and sack the bag of bombs. of bombs. Yeah, because at one point Earl's like, "We would need 50 someone bombs. should have died." Earl says, "Like we would have need fifty bombs to be able to make it to the mountains. They've got to have a couple dozen in there." Yeah, like, yeah, a- easily, easily. He has a duffel bag full. Yeah, of what I think we'd all describe as standard size pipe bombs. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like. So a foot by two inches, and he's you know hefting that thing over his shoulder. So instead, uh, they... Kevin Bacon has a great idea. He finally has a plan. Yeah, and that plan is to run towards a cliff. Right. Um, which just it's amazing callback to the very opening shot of the movie. It's the same place. It's yeah. the exact yeah. same one, right? Because he goes, "Oh, stampede," which he had. Well, that's how he woke up um, Earl at one point. And again, it just full circle on everything, and it, and it works out. What if um, after the monster fell off the cliff and it exploded, he just wazzed on it? <laughs> that would have been a bit of something. Like, can you fly, Real you sucker? <laughs> like, oh, while we're out here, everybody, oh, I gotta take care of something. Rhonda, can you look away <laughs> for two sucks? Poor, poor Kevin, he just wants to find that perfect girl. And take a waz. I can't help myself. I just I need so to do he, it. Yeah, they 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 run to the cliff. He uh, Kevin Bacon rips the um, fuse down so it's super tiny. Yeah, they light it. They throw it at the back end of the graboid where it spooks it and it just runs uh, right out, drives itself straight off a cliff. Yeah, which again it, it's consistent with how the first one died and that they they don't really have for as smart as they are, they are a bad judge of distance when it comes to that sudden stop. Uh, and and I I like the fact that. It would have made zero sense because it, I mean, the way cliffs work by, and that one specifically, because you see the reverse shot of it, it's rock. So the thing would have to be traveling pretty fast to be able to bust through it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like normally if he had just run to the edge, the thing would have just stopped because it would have hit rock. Because it was spooked, it kind of was able to bust through the rock wall. um, I think the graphic of of it exploding, always, always memorable because it's like, that's it. That's a full worm. I understand it's probably only like three feet long or whatever, but that um, cool. it looks really cool. And then we get back to town. Everybody's happy. Uh, Earl and and uh, Val, nope, they're still going to Bixby because yeah. um, plans haven't changed. Except um, I, I had a question for you, for you guys. What what's worse to watch on screen? Awkward adults who don't know how to express themselves, or awkward teenagers who don't know how to express? Because because adults, Kevin, Kevin Bacon, 
Kevin Bacon is like, oh, no, I just, um, no, you're really nice. And then, and then Earl's, like, slamming the truck, like. Which is a call, like, earlier when the, the kind of awkward bandaging the leg scene comes up, Earl is creepily watching them with, like, like a plastered grin on his face and a very, yeah. my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's just sitting in there like, yep. Another match. Just notching my belt over here. Don't mind me. His name might be Valentine, but we all know that I'm the romance man. <laughs> that was good. Now, there's a movie I'd see. That guy's matchmaking service. Oh, my I'm gosh. I'm all about yes. Earl, Earl Bassett's uh, matchmaking service. And, uh... And that is it. That is they, they. Well, I mean, you know, Kevin Bacon kisses uh, Rhonda much yeah. too, I'm sure. Earl's Willow's emates. Dismay. Earl's emates? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like email mates? Email mates. I thought you said Earl's yeah. primates for a second, and I had no idea what you were talking about. Ooh. I figured it out. Well, email would be a bit of a stretch. They're still on CB radio. They've made it clear that they can't contact anyone outside of the you valley. You know what? I tried, so please stop. <laughs> Doesn't feel good, Willow, does it? Doesn't feel good when somebody shoots down your idea, does it, Willow? How do you That's like my it? my job, see? Exactly. That's Someone's taking my job. I'm not okay with that. Well, get used to it. This Thank you're a guest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Greg. <laughs> yes. Was this rad? Is this rad? Oh, this, this film was super rad. Everybody I knew saw it. It was um this this is a movie I don't remember being on TV all the time, but I remember it being rented a lot. Uh, you know, my friends all either owned a copy of this or had seen it a bunch. Um, it was a go-to movie if you didn't know what you wanted to watch, you could always just throw on Tremors. It was a fun movie to get through. So definitely rad. It was definitely rad. Cool. Was it rad? I enjoyed this movie. It was still rad to me. I liked it a lot. I, I it was much better than I expected it uh, to be from like my memory and stuff. So yeah, good special effects, good pacing, just all around solid, fun, rad movie. Sweet, Paul. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember it being like I said on USA a lot. I, mean, uh, I, I believe USA or Sci-Fi when that eventually came around. Had it on all the time. Like there was a TV series, in, you know, around just after I think the second the sequel, USA had a like you know they they did like TV shows for every eighties movie. There was Weird Science and this one and and all that. So I remember watching this just as a ton as a kid all the time. Um, it was just it was a good movie to to watch. It was fun. There it is funny. It's I'm not a super fan of horror. Um, so it's got a little bit of that monster movie-ish thing without being too creepy and scary. Um, so it's absolutely... <laughs> little baby. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was definitely rad for me uh, as a kid. Uh, is it still rad? I literally was watching this six months ago. I mean, I, I want to say it was uh, in like September, October. Um, so a little under six months. I, I love this movie. It, it's a fantastic movie. I will say, and we've said this a bunch, watching it critically... There are parts that are slower than I remember when you're actually trying to, like, watch it to watch it and pay attention. But if you're just, like, lounging on a Saturday and it comes on, watch it. I mean, it's a great, fun movie to just kind of kill time and, and enjoy. And you're going to enjoy your time doing it. So, uh, absolutely still rad for me. Uh, now we go to our, uh, we'll go to our guest first, Willow. Uh, Scott? Uh, this was exceptionally rad when i was a kid i know i have the copied off of free weekend hbo vhs i know i have the actual vhs i know i have the dvd somewhere because i started watching it it wasn't even on the shelf it was out because it had been watched much like paul within the last year like so 
uh, it was definitely something that was rad and has has continued. And I thought, thinking about, like, is this rad? I liked it more watching it with a critical eye because there was all sorts of little things I hadn't even thought to appreciate before in oh, terms yeah. of uh, thinking about a bunch of other monster and horror movies. I really wish that a lot of them had the small scale that this does. Like, Rhonda knows more than most people, but she's not. she doesn't have a grand theory. She doesn't have a like an overarching message. She's just like that's because she's Loki waiting for them to figure it all out. <laughs> that is true. But nothing matters here except for what's going on in the town. So the world does not end if 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 the graboids aren't taken care of. It's it's small scale and really done well in that small scale. So cool. this was rad. Yeah, it's very rad. it's very like John Carpenter. Yep. You know, it kind of all takes place in one location, and the stakes are very personal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Willow, go ahead. This was so not rad on so many levels. I want to know at least three levels. Lame. Lamer. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> no, but don't. That's a name of a level. <laughs> like what? Okay, what yeah, What happens at on, lame is, level? What kind of Dante's Inferno is this when two of them have the same name? Come on, <laughs> come on. Class no, it up one of them was lame-er. Okay, what, what is lame? What, what, what happens on the lame level of movies? Where, like, this... The set was like only what they needed, like the few bu- buildings that they needed. So you, so movies for you, not to be lame, need grandiose structures. No, but like you know, like when you show like a city, you show like more than just the buildings they're using, kind of thing. Like even if it was in the middle Midwest, they could have shown like a lane of buildings instead of just the three that they needed. <laughs> okay, so you're saying they should have built an even larger town to have in the background that would never be used. Mm-hmm. Okay, so waste, so waste of production. Cost yes. is what you're looking for. At least make it look good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay. Speaking what? of which, level two is Rhonda. She looks stupid. <laughs> Rhonda is a level. I love that. <laughs> okay. And the third level was like, it was too predictable. Like, I like looking it up to find out what's going to happen. So I feel smart. This is like, you already know what's happening. It was like really dumb. Other than the worms getting smarter, that's the only thing that wasn't like surprising or new. Okay, well, uh, that that brings us to the popping of microphones. No, this uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast. This is where we thank our illustrious sponsor, Mister Bibbs. Thank you so much for your uh, your What's patronage. What's even mean? Thank you, Mister Bibbs. Mister Bibbs is awesome. What's illustrious? Illustrious, yeah. like awesome, amazing, spectacular, illuminating. Cool. <laughs> illuminating. <laughs> Did you suck helium before you came? <laughs> you just, you just, I don't know. you just keep picking words to laugh at. <laughs> Kevin has a joke behind it. Okay then. He's uh, a duck in the mirror. <laughs> can't even unpack that right now. Uh, follow us on social media: Please. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. We're there. Interact with us. Talk with us. Or you can draw our name under a rock and keep that rock with you forever. Little rock pal. No, no, no rock pals. Um, <laughs> Watch people show up to work and like um, tag their photo. This was Rad Rock. Uh, <laughs> wow, Willow. I, That'd be I, hilarious. Just imagine how many people would just take a picture of a rock with engraved "This was Rad" under it. <laughs> I want it. I want. I want r- people p- sending pictures to our Facebook of rocks that say "This was Rad" on it. Just draw it with a marker. Or engrave it if you're really dedicated. No, Willow has been very specific. You need to engrave it. So go invest in the tools and engrave it. You'll also need I think an exacto knife would work. Maybe a regular knife. No. No. In a rock? No, no it oh. would not. You would need well, a hammer and chisel. Rock. It depends on the rock. 
Yeah, yeah, like a clay dirt. <laughs> Find a nice clay rock. Okay. Um, like clay rock. <laughs> anyway. Get right uh, on that. Uh, our guest uh, this week, Scott, um, who's, uh, again, a big fan of the podcast. Um, you're actually here uh, because you help promote us uh, and one of, one thing that you do, um, which is a live-action role-playing event. I do. I run a game called Inkler, where um, very much in theme with this was read, and that we run action horror in the 1980s, so folks get to live the, the Val and Earl lifestyle fighting monsters uh, one weekend at a time. Fantastic. Um, and uh, we got this little clip right here. Uh, give you guys uh, all a tease. You survived the games. You survived the start of the apocalypse. Now will you survive the final curtain call? Ink LARP presents Curtain Call, a live action horror RPG where you must survive a Lovecraftian apocalypse in Boston, 1985. Join the action January 28th at Yield Commons in Charlton, Mass. Or go to ink-larp.com for more info. Sweet. Okay, so that's going to be kind of Kind of fun, Ooh. and uh, I will be—I uh, will actually be there myself, uh, helping out with you guys again because I love working with you guys and everybody that's over there. So, You're all my if friends. you like Scott, thinks that he's famous in any way, shape, or form, one, rethink your life, and two, go meet him. Yes, you can come meet <laughs> Paul and get some like this was red swag because you see this was red stickers making a, a nice '80s cameo at various places in our game. That's absolutely right. And so. you get them signed. Ooh, yeah. Then rethink your life again. <laughs> Jeez, Willow. Just just five minutes. Just, just one thing. One thing. What? Just, I, I'm confused. What do you want? What do you want from me? Longest, longest <laughs> podcast ever. Me. Not physically. <laughs> not physically. Just... <laughs> Greg. Save me. Greg, I wish you were here to help me. <laughs> What? Uh, I'm not getting roped into this abusive uh, uh, power dynamic. I'm staying over here. No, I need you. <laughs> There's no hope. I'm, yeah, the uh, I'm, not, I'm not moving back anytime soon. I heard you guys are buried under like two feet of snow. Uh, it's only eight inches. We'll be fine. Oh, eight inches. No, we aren't. Don't even Come school help. Eight inches. Anyway, uh, Greg, what is our next movie for next week? Well, uh, you know, it, 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 this is the, the point where uh, we, we shout out to other podcasts that, uh, that we've been listening to. Oh, and sure. um, I wanted to, before I talk about our next movie, I, a couple of ones that I've been listening to lately are uh, Cadavercast. I have uh, really, really been liking. It is a man that shows uh, horror movies to his five-year-old son. And then both of them <gasps> that review fantastic. them together. Oh, it is super great. And they did Tremors. So definitely check out that episode. They are super great. And uh, the five-year-old is awesome to listen to what he thinks about the movies. Uh, no no offense to the guy running it, but I'm sorry. I think we all know that your son is really the is star. Is a real star. MVP. That's awesome. We, we, live, we live that nightmare that is. So, we listen for Willow, not for you. So I oh, yeah. no. uh, Why can't you stop could, being a baby and less maybe five? We need to fix some things. <sighs> That'd be hilarious and fantastic. Willow, Willow, if if some weird rip in the space-time continuum opens up and we wind up getting, like, money for this, you know that, like, you should own, like, 60% of This Was Rad because, like, Sweet, I you're get the bank. draw. That's not written anywhere. Yes, <laughs> no, it no, is no, now. No, that is not. 
It is now. Nope. Anyway, anyway. Oh, through the power um, of editing, wait. that never happened. It's recorded. Another one, another one that I'm that I've been listening to that I really like is Secret Transmission. Uh, it's just a bunch of people that sit around and talk about like weird conspiracy theories and like aliens and stuff. And they pick a theme every week and they kind of just talk about it and, and discuss it. Nobody's an expert or anything. They're just like talking about stuff. And uh, in that same vein, probably my new favorite podcast is uh, Podcast 1289, where they're also about, like, weird conspiracy stuff, but the guys that they have on there are just super, super funny. They constantly do impressions of, like, Jesse the Body Ventura talking (laughs) about conspiracy theories. Uh, They do impressions of Werner Herzog. It's, it's, It's literally almost like it was catered exactly for me. I laugh so much when I listen to them and I learn cool stuff so uh, to all of you guys absolutely fantastic keep it up I love your stuff so anyway so next week we are doing a crossover episode and that film is Big Top Big Peewee oh, that's it nothing nobody no 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 fanfare nothing I didn't I didn't get anything ah <laughs> uh, yay okay well it's it's with the podcast Good Times Great Movies uh, they are doing Peewee's Big Adventure. We're doing Big Top Peewee. Uh, so definitely check out their episode, and then our episode will come out the Tuesday after theirs. Because uh, I think they drop on Fridays. Yeah. So they're going to be... Uh, should be this week, but Friday. Definitely check them both out. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, that's it. So we are we are out of here. Th- bye. Uh, Scott, oh, thank bye, you very much Scott. for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, yeah, great, well, I'm already kicking you out. Bye. <laughs> out of the bunker. <laughs> Willow doesn't want to be here. Why should anybody else? That's her motto. <laughs> Solid. I am Paul. I am Greg. I am Willow. Bye, guys. That's Steve. <laughs> You're not Steve. <laughs> That's your intro right there. <sighs> Broke into the wrong goddamn rec room, didn't you, you bitch?